Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Well, I want to commend Lorraine and many of the women around the country who are championing menopause. Something that, you know, my mother, who, Lord rest her, would never have discussed and would have gone through with such dignity, but never, ever would I have known that she was going through it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think there's two issues. People are afraid to talk about it. They think of it as a taboo. They're embarrassed in front of their male partners. But I think the reality is, I have been saying, for a number of years now that we need a minister for women's health and if you go back to what Lorraine said it starts with young girls in puberty who are actually reaching puberty much sooner than they were years ago and it's to do with how the world has developed but we're developing earlier and we are responsible uh, as the creatures who reproduce and I think that in itself deserves a ministry and I think it's paramount that we have a woman in that role. So that's your call on World Menopause Day is this specific minister for women's health absolutely and it's something that I'll continue to encourage I think you know we have junior ministers for significantly less things but I think women's health is one we have 50.6% of women are now in the uh, the population base yet we only have 22% of women represented in Dáil and I think that needs to change but we certainly do need to see a women a minister for women's health Okay we'll throw that out to our morning mix listeners do you agree with Verona's suggestion there Verona you're here to look at a number of issues going to have to take a short commercial break in a second but before we go to that break let's look at another story today thousands of care workers are earning below the minimum wage and I totally agree with one of the points you said to me off air that you want to broaden it it's not just people working in the health setting but it's carers working at home and it, it really is a cause that we've been championing and continue to champion and will continue to champion but sometimes you feel as if you're banging your head against a brick wall do you find this as a representative when it comes to the carers you are banging your head against the brick wall well look there, it's the report that's issued as you know by the strategic work, workforce advisory group is caring or catering for carers who are coming into a workplace setting it doesn't mention family carers who are taking care of their own but I think the reality is we have a deficit in the caring fraternity. 542 families on a waiting list having been granted home care support Is that services. in Wexford? In Wexford and it's Just not moving. Just repeat that figure. Five. 542 families. It was that this time last year. It still is and I think the reality is there's nothing new in the report. So what, what actually are they waiting for? They're waiting. They can't They can't recruit carers, Alan, and many carers are leaving the scenario. If you remember exactly this time last year, I said that if government didn't deal with the cost of living. Things like the cost of fuel. Many carers drive around the countryside and 67% of Wexford people live in rural Ireland. They drive around using petrol and diesel which is a great expense now as you know. The reality, if you're a civil servant driving between 1,500 and 5,000 kilometres, you'd be receiving 70 just short of 73 cents per kilometre. A carer in some cases gets about 30 cents and in many cases they don't get paid at all because they take it upon themselves. It's their nature. So it's some of them are on the bare minimum wage then, the, are they? The bare are, minimum are wage. The, yes. Well, no, not below it, I would hope. We okay. very much have the standard of the minimum. But what the report says is that they should be moved immediately to 12.90, which is the living wage. I am saying that unless government deals with the cost of living issues, hmm. it's of no value because their costs will just continue to rise. Government are ma- putting out policies that are driving inflation, which ultimately... Right. 
quickly Ju- Just give me that stat again. So you, you say... So currently a civil servant on quite a high salary. 70, quite a high 73 cent a kilometre. Just short of 70, 72.64. So just short of 73 cent a kilometre if they incur 1,500 to 5,000 kilometres of mm. driving. A carer, regardless, will only receive 30 cent a kilometre. And as I said, in many cases, they're, they're driving back to people. They're not getting paid. There's Like, it's the most ridiculous system I've ever seen. And again, we have carers, family carers, who, you know, fuel allowance, for instance, they're not entitled to fuel allowance. It's means tested. Equally, they don't receive pension entitlements. Neither do our carers, for that matter. So I think we absolutely have to look at these recommendations. We have to make sure. And I'll be asking the Taoiseach on the floor of the doll today in promised legislation questions. Will he ensure that this report's recommendations are implemented as soon as possible? I I brought up the whole issue of means testing of carers to Pascal Donoghue when he was in town. He gave me an answer um, and he he looked at various aspects of it, but I didn't get an assurance from him that means testing for carers will be looked at. Well, well, funnily enough, it was highlighted in the uh, budget, but we haven't seen any detail. Equally, I think we have got to come back to the fact that carers are so badly needed. For instance, and Jane Johnson won't mind me mentioning her name, we have many a discussion. Jane is a family carer to both her sons Mm. and she is saving the state in excess of 1 million euros because it costs in residential settings, the care that Jane gives at home, it costs in excess of 500,000 euros. We carers in this country, family carers and all carers are saving the state a fortune. That needs to be recognised. They must be recompensed in a way that they will stay in the job. My prediction that many carers would leave the system due to the cost of living crisis that government failed to address has come true, unfortunately. If you and I were here on World Menopause Day again next day, and next this time next year, and I raised this issue, do you think anything would have been done? No, and I think if you heard what Lorraine said, it's six years ago since the campaign Let's Talk Menopause was put in place okay. and we're now at a stage where only now, six years later, right. we have a minister who says, you know, he's going to put money in place for an advertising campaign. We we, we have clinics, but ultimately they won't, they won't be enough. Many people won't travel from yeah. Wexford to Dublin and, they, you know, those clinics will, of course, be strategically Okay, placed. but on the subject of carers, do you think anything will be done? Well, it's like this. It has to happen and the recommendations are there. They're not new recommendations recommendations. Since being elected two and a half years ago, I have said that we must apply uh, the permit system to provide care workers to deliver the home care support services that government have funded, but that funding can't be spent because the carers aren't there. So this is what I mean when I say budgets won't be delivered and budget promises are not being delivered because whilst we say the money is there, the, the people are not there to deliver that care. Stay with me. We want to look at two other issues. Again, there's a concern about the whole uh, concrete block levy. I'd like to get your views on this. And there's also another story about farmland that we'll also get your view on. Independent Deputy Verona Murphy is here with me. Just in relation to what she's called there for a separate minister for women's health, what is the view of you? Our morning mix list. Sharon Coggan has been in touch. She said she would like to thank us for once again raising the issue of carers. Uh, Sharon goes on to say carers are keeping people out of residence care. You just want to summarise uh, I think you've done some stats on what a carer actually goes through on a daily basis to share hours. Uh, you've got some information there. The just around Many on. carers start in the early hours of the morning at 6 o'clock in which to get through the workload but when they come in to do the caring in the care setting in the home of the person they're caring for
caregiver. Much of their time is spent ticking boxes, and I mean on a form, ticking boxes, filling in forms, which takes from the care that's required. Carers are a vocation. Mm. They come in, they give that patient care that's required it's often the only person that some of our older people see on a daily basis we have to have right. huge regard for them and we have got to garner them in a way that they don't leave and why are they treated so badly is it because they're unseen well it's because the government can you don't see carers going on strike they give too much to the people they care for to actually do something like that if a civil servant wasn't going to be given the same recompense they will go on strike Alan so our carers need to be care they need to be nourished we need to have regard for them because even though the report recommends a thousand uh, permits now work permits for foreign workforce to come in and take up jobs they need to be able to drive if you're caring for someone in Hookhead and Ramis Grange you have to drive to get there and like we so we need to nourish the carers we have keep them in the system in the same way we're offering 4,000 euros to bring nurses back home why aren't we using the 4,000 euros to keep the nurses we have here and in the same way to keep our carers in the system Interesting points raised by Independent Deputy Verona Murphy there. If you agree or disagree, we'd like to know your thoughts. But now let's move on to another talking point today. Um, apparently there was a letter from Darrell O'Brien to Pascal Donoghue. It was seen by RT News, which is looking at the website this morning. Uh, they quote, these concerns were particularly acute in the context of inflammatory pressures in the building sector and the need to boost housing supply. There are serious reservations about the 10% concrete block levy that was announced in the budget. What, what's your view on this whole story? Well, look, it's very simple. I mean, the block levy won't hit the pockets of, build, of the building industry or the developers. Uh, they'll just pass it on to the consumer. And just as, you know, it, they'll pass it on to the consumer and all we're doing is driving inflation. It's mind-bogglingly stupid. Uh, the reality is it won't come out of the profit margins. Um, like all levies, there seems to be a position that there has to be recompense from the industry. Uh, but it never comes out of the profit margins, Alan. Uh, take the PMPA levy for insurance. Mm. That was passed on to the consumer and still is. It's still there. So at this point, we're actually tethering on the brink of viability for most housing developments across Ireland. So it's mind-bogglingly stupid that any government policy would add to the woes. And like all of these things, if the levy is applied, it'll never be removed and generations to come will be paying for this. This is a regulatory issue uh, and it hasn't been picked up. Now, now they want Joe Public to pay for it when they were asleep at the wheel. And I, I made a speech in the Dáil last week where I said, you know, we the government are appointing regulators uh, just, and it's to my mind, so that government can actually appoint somebody to take responsibility and absolve themselves. They have an independent regulator whereby they can then blame and the government doesn't have to be accountable. So what's happening on Thursday then? Because there's a finance bill, isn't well, there? Well, ultimately, if it's in the finance bill, I most certainly won't be voting for it because I am object, abjectly opposed to the fact that the consumer has to pay and it will stifle the supply of housing. All state agencies, Alan, and this is what I'm saying, you know, it should have been picked up 
by, through regulation. We should be enforcing regulation and at the point of where the offence is committed, that's who pays. What we have is a bi- we had a banking regulator who didn't see the banking collapse coming. We have a planning regulator who seemed to be blind to what was happening in our board planola and until such time it was published in the papers didn't take any action. And equally we had the utilities regulator who didn't identify an emergency crisis. So it, appointing or bringing in a block levy is not going to do anything to solve the problem other than penalise Joe Public. Uh, I, I visited one of the homes in County Wexford. I was invited there with the pyrite issue there. Uh, as, a, as a sitting deputy in County Wexford, are you aware, or could there be possibly more people similar to the people I visited on the outskirts of Ferns? I have no doubt that there is, and yes, mm. I am aware. There's a lady who contacted me. I've been trying to get in touch with her, actually. Uh, she'll know who she is if she check her messenger to send me on her number. I can get in touch with her. But yeah, I'm sure that there are many issues. I've, I'm, there's some anecdotal evidence of which I don't want to scare people but I think the reality here is we've got, there's enough regulation there as a country we're vastly probably over regulated nine times out of ten but it's only of value if it's enforced I think we're going to have to look at uh, coming to a point of where we actually test as we build because then you know there is home bond insurance and insurance there when the house is being built or the properties are being built and that's where it's going to have to be uh, identified this. Do you think this 10% concrete block levy will be gone by Friday morning? If this government wants to remain in situ, it had better be. Do you think so? Yes, I do. Could it bring down the government? Well, I think the reality is their own backbenchers are very unhappy about it. Now, we can't continue to have a situation where they won't put their money where their mouth is. They have said that this levy has to go. If they're going to allow it to be entertained in the finance bill, well, then it's all just bluster and waffle. Before we conclude, front page Irish Independent developers lure farmers with special land deal to build homes. You've looked at this for us. What yeah. is it all about, please? Yeah, I did. I read the article and I think there's nothing new here, to be honest. The idea of planning was to give certainty and our current planning policy uh, gives no certainty uh, that even if you buy zoned lands, you'll get planning. So what you see here with Glen Vey, who are the developers mentioned in the article, they seem to be doing is buying land subject to planning and ordinarily if the current system was operating normally and functioning, the developer would be sure of permission. But now that they're not, they're not willing to pay for the land up front, but covering the cost of the planning application instead. And I think, to be fair, it's a win-win for the farmer or the landowner because if the planning isn't granted, they're at no loss. They've received a sum of money that is non-refundable. But if the planning application is granted in a way that will see houses developed, you know, the value of the land has gone up. But I think we have to identify this as a real issue. And the issue is that the planning is the planning system at this point in time is so dysfunctional. Developers are applying and applying for planning in which they expect to get planning for housing. They're being returned planning for apartments. And apartments the the cost of building apartments is much greater than housing and therefore we're not building at all. And I think that's where the dysfunction is. We've got to start there. I know you're having Ono Brin on this morning and I think planning is one of the issues 
that both government and the main opposition parties need to address. We leave it there. Just a comment in from Mary in this world, Menopause Day. She has a message for you and me. Hi, Alan and Verona. Nothing will be done simply because the men in charge only waffle and dither. We need women in charge. Well, I, and that comes from Mary. And you, you're well, still making a call I, for I, women. I, that's why I am absolutely making a call that we have a minister for women's health. I think it would be foolish if that were to be a man. But I think women's health is very, very important, as I say, from the age of puberty right through to the menopause. Okay. And, and I will continue to make that a priority. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.